0: Welcome, you are listening to the Overseas Life Redesign Podcast, where you'll hear fun, relaxed, and inspirational interviews with people who are really living the dream. I'm Don Fleming, an attorney turned alchemist, and your host for the show, coming to you from the tropical island paradise of Isla Mujeres, Mexico. Listen to conversations with courageous souls who've stepped out of their comfort zone and designed a new way of life. They'll share their experiences wisdom and offer practical steps you can take to redesign your life overseas listen and you'll believe if you can dream it you can achieve it okay i'm sitting here today with my friend anya fedorovich and uh just found out she's from michigan another another m state girl um michigan yep so um we're gonna just uh have a conversation about her overseas life redesign, and um, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with. Me. Appreciate oh, it.
1: Thanks for the invitation, <laughs> and it's my pleasure.
0: Awesome. Well, cool. So I am
1: really interested to hear, like, what prompted this how whole thing? Did I how get did here? you? How yes. did you get here? <laughs> well, I think like probably most tourists who become residents here, um, I traveled to the island and enjoyed vacationing, probably for. A good nine or ten years. Oh, wow. Okay. And so I knew the island from a tourist's perspective. And every time I would leave the island, it got a little bit harder. And I remember just the sadness feeling. The <laughs> sad ferry. It's the <laughs> sad fairy. And coming from Michigan, um, you know, summers are amazing. And winters are really long and cold. So it was becoming more frequent that I would schedule vacations. And I... Um, finally said, you know, I think I'd like to make a permanent change. So I thought about it for a long time. I, I, when I lived in Michigan, I was a school teacher, a Montessori teacher for many, many years, and I loved the job, but I was just finally ready to do something a little different. So as I started thinking about how do I want my life to look in the future, I wanted to slow things down. I was pretty much... Um, frustrated with how long work days were and how intense work days were and as a teacher, well any teacher that has just lived through you know this, the quarantine and, and this end of the pandemic um, knows that there's just a lot that goes into it. So I ended up getting a, a yoga teacher training certification knowing that at one point in my life that would be a really helpful thing to have and knowing that I would be able to move pick up and move to any city and find a job relatively easily Um, and so in the meantime I also curated my online teaching and I was able to tutor online I was able to teach yoga online and do just all sorts of things so so that was really helpful Um, but I think the turning point was one afternoon it must have been in Maybe the end of 2017 or the beginning of 2018, I just had made a little list and it said, you know, retire, move to Mexico, buy a property, blah, blah, blah. And I think my first date was going to be 2022. So I have definitely beat my record, I'm, I'm happy to say. Um, and I decided then in the year 2019 that why wait until 2022. So at that point, I just decided. Um, okay, I'm ready for a really big change. There were lots of things coming to an end. I was ready to make a huge jump in my life, and I had started, you know, really thinking about how can I make my life in Mexico and what will that look like? And so, probably a year before I actually moved here, which was in 2019, I believe in the summer of 2019, um, I started taking some pretty serious Spanish lessons. Serious in the fact that I had homework and I had to report in at least once a week, um, and I highly recommend anybody who's thinking about making the move to invest in Spanish lessons, wh- whether you, you're doing it online or in person. Um, and I can always give a shout out to my teacher. I still do take classes. Christy Dix is online. Oh, wonderful! And she is an amazing instructor. And you know, we agreed on a textbook to work work on since we were so far apart and she became a really good friend. So she definitely gave me a lot of insight um, about speaking Spanish, speaking Spanish in Mexico, and how some of the cultural changes might affect me when I moved here. Um, Just because I was open to it, I was very interested, and so I really enjoyed those times that we would meet for class. She ended up offering a summer camp, like a summer boot camp, and also, um, I believe Todd here on the island offers an anthropology course. Right, yes. So he had some students taking their summer boot camp. And I don't know if Todd even realizes this, but I ended up joining one of the, the groups because she was teaching every morning. I said, I'm coming for two weeks. I really want to focus on Spanish, which is way different than the once an hour that I would, you know, one, one hour per week that I was doing beforehand. And after living two weeks in the summer, checking out, you know, what's the climate like here in the summer? Can I really do it? I wanted to see how life would be. I just realized that, yes, for sure, I was not going to be making a mistake. I was all for it. It was totally worth, you know, the risk, and I was ready to just pick up shop and move. And so that's what I did. I ended up quitting my job, resigning for my job, and... In Michigan. And in the meantime, I had been beefing up my yoga skills and curating this online tutoring. So I have a lot of students all over um, the world where I can teach them English. And that's very helpful. And of course, the, the yoga classes. And that was a godsend that during the pandemic, I had no idea would come in so handy. Right. Um, and it really that was a really nice thing to be able to still stay connected to people when I was so far away and so locked in. But after that, I, you know, I decided, well, let's move to this island. Let's make this work. I have the yoga training. I can teach English, among other things. And I just wasn't worried about it. So that part was easy. Learning Spanish and saving up money, those were the harder parts, and those are still <laughs> things I'm working on. So I think my best advice is learn the language, or at least be conversational. That's going to be a huge, huge, huge deal breaker if you don't have any Spanish because I don't think that you're really going to be able to live like locals or, or you know, really absorb that the full culture only because you'll always be looked on as an outsider. At least if you can communicate, you know, you can get a lot further. And I think you get another another view of what's really going on in the city or all over Mexico. Mm-hmm. So for me, those are two big things. Um, but like I said, I'm still working on saving money and learning more Spanish because I think those are two things that will never stop for me. Um, but those would probably be the biggest pieces of advice that I would give to anybody considering it. And then the other thing, once you are committed to making the move, just get rid of everything that you have. I was just going to ask about the stuff because <laughs> so that always you've comes made the up. Move mm-hmm. As well. And I'm sure all of your um, guests that you've spoken with say, wow, did I have a lot of stuff? <laughs> when I lived home, wherever home was, you know, I'm from the state, So for me, it was in Michigan. Um, but yeah, you, you know, at one point, maybe you had 24 piece place setting or a service for 24, and you probably don't really need to have that here on the islands. Well, for me, for sure, I don't need to have that. Um, but you, you just downsize. And mm-hmm. uh, coming from Michigan, where you need to have four seasons worth of clothing, um, that was just way less. And I think... Oh, the year before I decided to finally make the move, I just started getting rid of things, giving So it was friends. a gradual process. It was gradual, yeah. Thinning it out, slowing down any, you know, the purchasing. I didn't need to purchase any more winter coats. I knew that what I had would probably last me for the rest of my life at this point.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: yeah, that, that part, it was just, it was a really nice purge when I finally packed up my last, I think I moved here with five suitcases. Wow, Two suitcases were full of things that I thought I might need for teaching or for yoga, and then three with just clothing, personal belongings, uh-huh. um, And knowing that really here on the island, you can get whatever you need. It might not be your top choice. It might right. be a little different than what you expected, but you can for sure find whatever you need. Whatever you
0: need, Yeah. yeah. Um, so do you have any kind of storage back there with anything or your, mm.
1: your, my parents, my family still lives in oh, Michigan. okay. So my parents have been super generous and kind and they are letting me store some things in Michigan. Okay. Um, you know, I didn't get rid of all my winter clothes because. Well, if
0: you travel back I, there, I travel and back you'll still use it. For sure. sure. And
1: I've kept a couple of my favorite, you know, pieces, but, um, talking about, Plates and dishes and things that I really loved. That if I decided... A few treasures, yeah, few that treasures. I would be able to bring here at some point, but just didn't need to come with me in the first trip,
0: right? So, and have they been here? Have your parents been? My Is mom it?
1: has my hat. My dad has not yet, but I just went and visited home in in August, and I think they're both planning on coming this year. So, I'm oh, excited. wonderful! Yes. How did your mom like it? She loved it and she said she could see why. And hurt
0: me. <laughs> we hear that a lot, actually. Yeah. A lot of times people think, you know, their family will say, oh my gosh, you're, you must be crazy, you know, and then they come and they're like, oh, okay, I oh, got it. We get right. it. Right? Yeah, we get it.
1: <laughs> so. Yeah, she's now retired, so she has a little more flexibility. My dad's still working, um, so it's not quite as easy for him to just pick up and leave. But at some point, we'll all reunite here. Mm-hmm. Versus stateside, so I'm, I'm I'm looking forward to that. Great. So how? Uh, what about friends? Um, did Did you
0: find that hard leaving friends, friends behind? Leaving well, both friends. sides of yeah. it. So there's the 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 ones that you leave uh-huh. behind, and then there's there's yeah. one.
1: If you can talk a little bit yeah, about that, for sure. I mean, I my hobbies back in Michigan were in kind of three distinct distinct realms, so it was hard saying goodbye. I had my friends in the yoga community, I was an avid salsa dancer, and then I had sort of a fitness community in Monroe that I just, you know, I just, those were the people that I spent time with. So, yeah, that was a hard goodbye. Um, Since I've been living here, I have had many good close friends come to visit. Oh, good. So that is always an amazing thing to be able to share and show this experience with them. And then, of course, when I travel back, I always make it a point to try to, to visit, maybe have a little get together with each of the groups, but... Yeah, leaving friends difficult. However, with you know the dawn of of the internet, well, I was going to ask: Are are
0: you able to do Zooms every now and again, or Facetimes, or whatever, so you can still stay in touch? Technology is amazing for us to be able to do that, and that's how people are staying connected in the United States, anyways. um, The last exactly, you know, yeah. I would
1: never have known, and I feel so grateful that I moved here before the, the pandemic, right? Just to have. I, I'm just so happy that I had the time to, t- to spend here versus back in Michigan. Sure, sure. So, and then making friends here? Mm-hmm. It was nice that I came down with some friends already. No, I mean, having, having friends, had friends already, already yeah. yeah. And making friends right away. Um, I remember, I mean, for me, yoga, scuba diving, salsa dancing, those are my favorite things. And um, I right away searched for some communities to get into. Of course, as a yoga instructor myself, that wasn't difficult. Um, little did I know then things would shut down a few months after arriving. But the salsa community here is amazing and I big shout out to Astro Salsa. they are so much fun. They're great instructors and whether you plan on investing a lot of time or you just kind of want to know a little more or the basics, they offer private and group lessons, and just it's a, just such a lovely, wonderful group. Of
0: now, people. is that a, a studio? Mm-hmm. That dan- is, that, is that the one that was downtown? Or no, no. that's downtown.
1: That's I believe is Renata's dance. Oh too. yeah, you're right. And she, I think, I'm sure she teaches salsa, but she really works on all she, her her dancers are great. They're amazing, but they have you know ballet, tap, jazz. Okay. And pop. Um, Astro's and La Gloria, and that oh, okay. near the second Dona Sousa. Okay. Sure. Like the one down. I can't think of where, where. No, I know where it is. You know where it is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. And so they have an outdoor studio. So they were able to. Once we got the green light to open up for outdoor classes, they were able to add to classes still back have. in. Yeah, it was One of the first really fun things I remember doing after we were allowed to leave our houses. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, and it's really, yeah, it's really fun to look, mm-hmm. look forward to something like that. Yeah. And um, especially you appreciate it so much more after you've been denied, right? So <laughs> the, much. <laughs> mm-hmm. The community aspect of it. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Um, what about, uh, talk to me a little bit about transportation. Mm-hmm. Did you end up buying a
1: car or? Uh, so my partner and I, we ended up purchasing matching C90 Motorcycles, motos. Okay. Um, one is in retirement right now. We have one working, but that's. I, I learned how to drive. Um, technically, I think it's a motorcycle. It does need to be shifted, so it's okay. not quite as easy as it could be, but I love it now. And we ended up purchasing a car. So okay. I would say that if you are thinking about moving to the island, um, you could easily get by on just a bicycle and taxi because transportation is abundant. Especially and with the buses now. Especially with the buses. And I yeah. love that. I'm, I come from a really small town just south of Detroit, and you, the taxis didn't exist. Uber didn't even, I mean, I think Uber now is in, in the Probably, little city. But yeah. um, when I was, you know, two years ago or three years ago, before I left, it wasn't. It wasn't there. So you couldn't go out and then find a safe ride home if the, if you needed one. Um, but here on the island, taxis and everything, it's just so convenient. So... I don't think that you have to have transportation before you make the move. Mm -hmm. I think that part's easy and there are all sorts of options. Decide after you get here. Yeah, it doesn't have to happen first. Depending
0: on your your point of view. Mm -hmm. So, um, had you ever
1: ridden a motorcycle? No. No, never. And in Michigan, I mean, maybe an ATV as a kid, but never a motorcycle. And for sure, I never expected that I would be the driver of one. So... That was a huge change. That was a proud moment when I finally learned how to do it. And and honestly, it did feel like I was giving myself some more freedom to be able to move around the island at my own pace, which I loved. Um, but again, you could do that on a bike or a sure. golf cart. But the motos, I think, are the way to go. Were you scared? Uh, I don't think so. No? no my, yeah. my boyfriend is an incredible teacher, and he gave me all the tips. And he's very, very, very careful and safe. So... Um, I think I graduated from his driving school with an A plus.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Well, it helps too that the island is so small, mm-hmm. so you don't you never go that fast, right? You don't, It's never. not like there's freeways or you know, any you know fast moving traffic. There are traffic. no
1: stoplights, right? <laughs> on the island, and I love that. Love it, because I'm not really a huge fan of driving. I don't dislike it. I just would yeah. prefer to not have to do it.
0: We'll be back in a moment.
2: Isla Mujeres is a Caribbean jewel off the coast of Cancun. Castellito del Caribe warmly invites you to enjoy our spectacular oceanfront villa located in the heart of El Centro and a short walk to Playa Norte, which is ranked one of the top 10 beaches in the world. C-A-R-I-B-E dot com We look forward to seeing you soon
0: Is it time to go? Are you starved for adventure and new experiences? Do you feel like you're slowly dying inside? Just a little day by day afraid of having to work forever, with never enough money to retire, or live the life you have always imagined. Life doesn't have to be that way. Instead, imagine waking up in paradise every day saying, pinch me, is this real? Join me in this free live workshop. You'll walk away with your own custom roadmap to a dream life in paradise without breaking the bank. Register for our next free workshop at paradiseroadmap.com. Welcome back to the Overseas Life Redesign Podcast. Thank you so much for being here, and we invite you to subscribe if you like what you hear. So um, I also would love to hear a little bit more about the school and, and yeah. kind of working with the are kids. Are Their they children, little kids, yeah, yeah. They small small children? Yeah,
1: well, I, before I moved here, I was a tourist and was um, very intrigued to find out that there's this beautiful little school. And I am a Montessori teacher, so it lined up with a lot of what I was already doing. It was a mixed age group. There was a lot of hands-on learning. The kids really believed in caring for the planet, um, and it was just a community of like-minded parents and, and families. So I remember bringing some donations down, and I know there are so many amazing tourists that do that, not only for for the little school that I'm associated with, but for all of the schools and, and the, the children of the island. So I think that's a really beautiful thing about the visitors that come to the island, and I know it's just so much appreciated. Um, so I remember just, you know bringing things not random things that one little girl um opened up a pack of glue sticks i brought and she went oh my gosh they're the purple kind oh. and so you just don't think about that because you know you don't but here on the island you get it's more you limited get. as yeah. far as what
0: they can get sure there
1: are glue sticks they're not quite as inexpensive as they are in the states and i guess they didn't have the purple kind. They didn't so. they had
0: purple yeah
1: that was great um so i really love that and and the school you know, was looking for somebody to come in and work. And I remember just being really curious about how they were running their program. Um, You know, I came from a school with amazing resources and also a school with just an amazing community and family and people would come together to do huge things. I think one of the last big projects I worked on um, was putting a little school track, a running track together. And so I was really used to just coming with a group of people and just getting things done that were going to make lives better for everybody and i really felt that that was what what the schools here on the island wanted to do too maybe not i don't know all the schools individually but the one that i was working with and i was really happy to come and bring more books and more supplies and had a good connection to also invite you know people that were coming to visit me Um, and i've made a lot of great friends too who said hey we we want to bring books and we see that you're associated with the school can we bring donations so thank you to everybody who has done that, and you know, I I really appreciate it. And I know the school does too, um, but yeah, they were looking for more more people to come and teach English and to just work in in their system. And so I was really happy to be that person, and um, we worked out a really nice agreement. And it just felt like moving into a second home. So I'm really happy to be here. Nice. And then, so I assume they did they lock down when everything shut down? Yes. Yes. And the nice thing was that I was able to offer instruction online. Okay. And we were able to still meet and still do a few things. You know, it's really different teaching online as many,
0: especially little
1: ones like that, right? I mean, you. I can't even imagine how challenging that must be. Right. And for, you know, there's an age group that probably was hit hardest with online schooling, and that would be, you know, the three-, four-, and five-year-olds who really need to have hands-on and and in-person interactions. You know, the older students who already knew how to watch a video and take instruction this way would probably, some, I'm sure, even liked it better just because you could do it on your own time or hit pause or that kind of thing. Um, but then others, yeah, it was just, it's a difficult time, but I was happy to still make the connection and to be able to see little faces, mostly smiling. Did you,
0: were you able to collaborate with other, um, say Montessori schools or whatever and Mm -hmm. figure out like what's working best and and all that kind of best practices? Yeah.
1: You know, it's funny you said that because here we are in Mexico, but we're, we were about two to four weeks behind what was going on in the States. Okay, They they locked down first, and I think we locked down maybe two weeks later. So my old school that I worked at, they were just doing things like by the seat of their pants. Everybody had to basically go home on a Friday and show up Monday morning, but online. Online. And for so many teachers who were probably just thinking about, I'm at the end of my line here, I'm ready to retire, and I was not thinking about (laughs) learning how to teach in a new way for my last year, last two years of, of my career. Um, so people did really amazing things. But it was nice to have that input. And I had a lot of connections from teachers back in the state saying, hey, this is what we're doing. Um, and I know the teachers here on the island worked really hard. They had a complete different set of resources. And, you know, one thing people don't maybe realize quite as much as as it really exists is that, um, you know, not everybody has Wi-Fi or tablets. Right. And I'm not, I, I'm saying that I know people are already aware of that. But to be able to keep a group of kids moving forward, there needed to be a lot of that kind of interaction, and also the
0: speed too. I mean, we don't have necessarily the high speed internet that
1: you need for video, exactly. If even on do, best like, days, exactly. Even life. on the best days, those are the days where just things go out. So um, that level was the, the expectation of what was possible. I mean, while we tried to keep our ex- expectations very high, I think all of the teachers here. In Mexico and around the world with limited Wi-Fi and that type of thing really had just to do their best and they realized that it's just something out of our control so making adjustments like that um, but in the end it was a great experience are they back around. in in person there now? are some schools on the island okay that are just beginning to get back in person some are still doing online okay and I have to just review I don't know what the last I think Isla just moved into yellow, right? Do you remember? Yeah, we're in yellow, and we're really
0: close to green.
1: So, so i that's really great things that, yes. that happens soon. The last time I read the, um, even the little ones would be back in person, I think before Christmas. No. Oh, don't quote me on that. Good. Yeah, Please hopefully, edit that part.
0: Out. Yeah, no, that's okay. <laughs> um, we just, yeah, we just don't know at this this point, probably. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I, I, you, your heart, you know, really goes out to those little kiddos that really missed out of, mm-hmm. on that socialization and yeah hopefully they can get back at that right
1: and and if you haven't learned yet how to read or write and then trying to be organized in front of a tv screen or you're sharing a screen if you're lucky enough that your family has one and you're sharing it with three or four other siblings i mean it, there's just were a lot of things going into the mix during that time period
0: yeah so um, talk to me a little bit about the experience of, of teaching English online. Mm-hmm. Do you, is that something that you've pursued on your own or are there organizations mm-hmm. that you have affiliated with to be able to do that if, if someone was yeah. interested in pursuing that? That's do you a have really recommendations on that?
1: Um, I am doing it on my own. I'm not okay. affiliated with any organization. I had a pretty great community back where I was living in Michigan and often had parents that were happy to um, have some online for tutoring for their children, usually like in after school or during the summer. And for days that we couldn't meet in person, we had the option to do it through Skype. Okay. And then I think when Zoom came around it was very accessible to everybody, I know it hasn't been in existence for a while, um, but for me, I didn't really start using Zoom teaching until you know just right at the start of the pandemic. Um, That made things a little easier, and it was easier to share screens and to show different content. So I really just relied on what I already knew I was doing with young students um, teaching in the classroom and used that as an approach just to set up my own curriculum for online, teaching English online. Wow. I do have students that come to me for math tutoring, young students. um, You know, probably not your gal if you want. (laughs) I could do it but it would be a lot of work for me and I don't know if I have that kind of time right now but yeah no for for younger students that's my thing and I'm happy to help if you've got kids that are struggling with math facts or their multiplication tables or just don't get long division yet um, I can do those things wow Um, and so online it, it was successful it worked yeah, but it, it sounds like it was as a result of your mm-hmm. network, not yes. necessarily for,
0: yeah. I, I know there's some other resources out there. Mm-hmm. I've talked to a few other teachers and there's
1: other organizations. There and so are forth. a lot. A lot of my friends went, you know, when the quarantine happened, they ended up picking up extra hours teaching. There were several community schools in China that were asking for U.S. teachers to online teaching. And I, I remember researching it, um, and honestly, the deal breaker was the time change. I think you had to oh, start yeah. teaching at 5 a.m., and that just didn't sound amazing to me. Um, but it, I know that it exists as a, you know something to fall back on if you needed to. And I think there are three really well-known, and I, I can't think of their names off the top of my head, but if you Google it, anybody who does have those those skills or qualifies for it, I think you had to have... At minimum, a bachelor's degree, maybe a master's was required, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But I think it was also a steady paycheck, so right. something to think about for people that do need to still have income coming in, but want to be able to just pick up and, and work remotely. Nice.
0: I trying to think if there's anything else that I haven't asked you, that. Mm-hmm. any
1: mm-hmm. words uh, of wisdom? Yeah, or words of wisdom, <laughs> I think, just expect the unexpected if you are leaving a very high intense job or a very busy lifestyle and you're planning on moving to mexico specifically i can speak to the island just slow it down this is a place to slow your roll and if you wanted to move to the island and still have kind of a busy hectic pace i think you might find yourself a little frustrated and you also might miss out on some some really beautiful things that are happening um, not only with the natural beauty, the surrounding, the ocean, but just beautiful things in the community. And even though lots of things have slowed down because of the pandemic, um, you still would hate to, you know, miss the esquite day's card or being able to just stroll through the town or a malakon walk. If you had to be on such a tight schedule, um, so just being a little more flexible, I think. Well,
0: yeah, I don't, I don't think this is. Uh a destination for anybody that really wants a fast-paced, busy life. No. Nor (laughs) if you want to
1: finish anything quickly. (laughs) Right. Right. Impatience is not a a virtue. (laughs) If you're trying to build a house, I have several friends building houses or going through construction, and totally different than construction in the U.S., although I know that it exists in the U.S. too, where things just take take a little bit longer. Well, especially now, the, and, the last year and a half. Yeah, for exactly. sure, for that. Taken longer. And then being on an island, everything has to be shipped in. That's right. So where you could go to Lowe's and search for something and they don't have it, probably Home Depot does, or the Home Depot in the next city, it doesn't work that way here. Right.
0: <laughs> don't we know that?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure you do. <laughs>
0: awesome well thank you so much for chatting with me this afternoon i really appreciate it and uh yeah i can't wait to head over to the yoga studio
1: okay great (laughs) we'll be waiting for you thank you all right This episode
0: of the Overseas Life Redesign Podcast was brought to you by our sponsors. Thanks for tuning in. Did you love this episode of the Overseas Life Redesign Podcast? Then please subscribe to our show and leave us a nice review. It's very much appreciated. We invite you to visit paradiseroadmap.com and register for our upcoming free live workshop, How to Retire Overseas on a Shoestring Budget. We'd also love for you to become part of our Liz and Earn in Paradise Facebook group. Thanks for listening.